Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lives of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets She's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on, too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh, Betty and the Hello, and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. Uh, in this episode, we have stories from my recent trip to Saba, along with lots of airline stories about dolls, luck, snakes, hives, butter, and wild dogs. The music for the show is Betty by the Lascivious Biddies. I like the word lascivious. And uh, let's get on with the show. In first class on international, we do like a big dessert card. So you have a dessert, you know, sometimes it's like a a cake or a tart. And then we have an ice cream sundae. And then we have uh, fruit and cheese. And the fruit and cheese, the the cheese comes on sort of pre-cut, but not really pre-cut. And then when you're in the aisle, it's kind of hard to cut it in front of the passengers. And they're looking at you. And you've got these tongs that are kind of hard to manipulate and it can be embarrassing and you could drop things. So um, usually if I'm working the galley, I will take a knife and really cut the cheese and um, and make uh, make up a cheese plate pre-make it so it's ready to go in case somebody asks for it so you don't have to do any of that awkwardness in front of them. So there was a passenger standing up uh, in the galley um, waiting for the bathroom and uh, the the girl that was working the aisle, she says to me, oh, thank you for cutting the cheese. And I see. I mean, it was a very innocent, normal thing to say to us, right? But I see the passenger's face. His eyes are like rolling. He doesn't say anything. But, you know, that is a uh, cutting the cheese is slang for farting. So he basically thought that she just said, thank you for farting. And I was like, hey, 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 she just said, thank you for cutting the cheese. And I pointed to the cheese and he was like, oh, <laughs> I love that. Thank you for farting. What? You know fart? <laughs> Before I went to Saba, I was on a Paris trip and there was a guy flight attendant who I've flown with a lot. Uh, he's funny. We get along really well. He gives me a hard time, but I kind of like it. <laughs> He's kind of always making fun of me. Anyway, um, I was telling him, oh, I'm going to Saba. It's kind of a strange little island. There's some curious things about it. Like uh, it was the island that they filmed um, King Kong on because it looks kind of exotic. It's kind of like uh, the top of a volcano. It's kind of like just a triangle coming out of the vast sea. And uh, it's got the world's smallest commercial runway. I was telling him because, because it's a triangle. <laughs> and then I was saying, oh, and I've read that they don't have mosquitoes because they don't have standing water because the island is a triangle. And then I was saying, oh, and they've got um, one road and they call it 
the road, and there's a town that they call the bottom because it's at the bottom of the triangle. So we're in the van and uh, going back to the airport in Paris, and the van driver said, um, "Oh, hey, if any of you guys are coming back here on Friday, there's going to be a strike. There's going to be delays. You know, might as well be warned. It's going to be like a hassle." And he goes, "Don't worry, she's not going to be here. She's going to be on her triangle." I was flying with this just beautiful flight attendant. She's she's lovely inside and out. And she was telling me that she lives on a rather large property in Texas. And uh, they have, you know, cows and dogs and cats. And uh, their one beloved cat named Christy uh, all of a sudden disappeared. And they were just distraught. I mean, they just loved that cat. And they were afraid something had happened to it. And, you know, oh, you know... Uh, she cried for days, just missed her, 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 Christy. So uh, later on, she's going through town, and uh, she she stops the car, like with a screech and a halt. She sees Christy. She can't believe it. She, it's, you know, she's just in town, she, and Christy's alive, and she's just so happy, and she calls her husband, and she's like, I found Christy. I found Christy. Oh, my gosh. You know, and Christy's loving on her, and she takes Christy home, and she can't wait for her husband to get home, and uh, her husband gets home, and he goes, that's not Christy. She's like, yes, it's Christy. And, and he's like, that's not Christy. And she's like, ooh. So <laughs> she had found the cat in somebody's yard and thought, you know, it was her cat. So now she sheepishly goes back and she knocks on the door. And the woman is just swearing at her up and down. Apparently, her and her son, it was her son's cat, watched this woman get in their yard and steal their cat. Never found out what happened to Christy. I've said before, and I, I've learned this, even though I know it, I've learned it, but still sometimes I get taken aback by it. But lots of times your first impressions of a place are wrong. So I get to Saba. I was excited about the little plane ride because it's the smallest commercial runway. And then I didn't have a good seat. I, could, I wasn't at the front. So I didn't really get to see that you, you know, you basically stop and then the next thing is the ocean. So that's okay though. You know, I, I didn't have the right seat. That's fine. I get to my hotel and it was like, wah, wah, wah. my hotel was crappy. <laughs> I mean, it's my fault. I should have picked a more expensive one. But, you know, I'm always looking to not spend as much money so I can travel more. Uh, but the first impression, I mean, the hotel, well, first off, because the island is a triangle, I had read and heard it didn't have bugs. And there were a bunch of bugs in my room. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't bring that much bug stuff because I heard there wasn't any bugs. Okay, so then... um my TV didn't work, which isn't that big of a deal, but the light, the main light in the room didn't work. It's just kind of, kind of dumpy. And, uh, and I go out and I, I, uh, I, go, I just want to look around before the sun goes down. And there's only like a few places, you know, like a handful of bars and restaurants. Well, like one bar and a few restaurants and, you know, like a cemetery. And I was kind of like, what? Huh. I don't know if there's going to be enough to do here. Now, it was pretty. It is pretty. You know, all the houses are uh, white with red roofs and green trim. Kind of, they all look like little gingerbread houses. Uh, but like, I was having a bad impression first off because 
I had uh, gone through St. Martin and then um, taken the little plane to Saba and I had a bottle of water and I thought, well, I'll just put it in my, now I have to check a bag. I'll check it. So this way I have some water when I get there. And um, the water bottle opened in my bag. So when I opened my luggage in my crappy hotel room, all my clothes were wet. <laughs> and so this is when you just kind of go like, huh. so then I wanted to get out and look around <laughs> before the sun went down and get some bug repellent and some water because I had read you can't drink the water. So you definitely want some water. I don't want to get sick and be covered in bug bites. So I had to get out to do that stuff. And I ran into a guy. He's from Ireland. And he was like, what are you doing here? How did you pick this island? And uh, he said, you have a Billy Bob Thornton look on your face. And I was like, what? (laughs) I've never heard that before. And what's a Billy Bob Thornton look anyway? Maybe he was seeing the look of my um, crappy hotel and all my clothes being wet and there being bugs in my room. (laughs) Maybe that's a Billy Bob Thornton look. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I also didn't have cell service. Anyway, uh, I was kind of thinking, well, if I don't have cell service and I don't have a television and uh, there's not that many... I might not have that much to do. So I was I was having this bad first impression. And then I realized that my work phone thing works. And so I was just on the internet um, before I was going to go figure out where I was going to have dinner. And I got this review. I tell you, nothing makes me more excited than reviews of my books. <laughs> and there was a, a, a review from Ryan Morosco and the title, and this is for a review of TAR, book one in the TAR collection. And the title was best book ever. And I was like, well, I think I'm starting to feel better. (laughs) It said, this is a book I would recommend to anyone. It has so many twists and turns. It's the most thrilling book I have ever read, diving into the second book now. And I was like, okay, I feel better. (laughs) I head out, I had a nice dinner, and then I, I went I wasn't sure this place said swing swinging doors, so I didn't know if it was a restaurant. I'd already eaten, but I kind of looked in there and looked like there were people sitting in there. So it actually is like this little local bar. And um, lots of times I don't go to bars uh, when I'm traveling because, I don't know, you feel uncomfortable by yourself. But uh, this place looked friendly enough. And sure enough, I go in there and there's like six local guys and me and uh, learning about all this stuff about the island. I'm now having a good time. <laughs> And uh, I liked the accent because um, I didn't know what I was expecting for an accent. But uh, here's a little bit of a guy at the swing doors um, telling a story so you can hear what they sound like on Saba. Okay, what was this saying? If you can't afford to buy the oats, don't expect to ride the mail. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Good day to the mailman as she passes and she sees the city. I was working a flight to Europe, and um, this woman gets on with a baby wrapped in a blanket, but the baby looked really small, and I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, how old is that baby? And I get a little closer, and I'm thinking, is it a baby? And then uh, she says, "Um, this is my emotional support doll. And that was a first for me, an emotional support doll. 
So uh, I wasn't working that side. And one of the girls, cute girl, uh, kind of funny. And she said to the lady, um, sometimes you wonder if you should say things or if you can get away with things. But I guess with this lady, you could. So she said, uh, you know, your baby has been so good. She she hasn't cried the whole flight. Glowing in the morning, she feels that she might I went back to the Swinging Doors bar quite a few times during my trip because I, I was having a good time with a lot of the people. There's a lot of Americans living on Saba. Uh, ran into these two guys. They were really fun to talk to. And they were saying things like, um, oh, yeah, so uh, this island used to be called the Island of Women. And I was like, why is that? And they said, well, because the men, in order to get jobs, there really weren't any jobs, you have to go off on a ship. So then they basically just left the women at home. So it's the island of women. And also that uh, cargo ship that brings food comes once a week on Wednesday. And they said, oh, yeah, sometimes you'll, on a Tuesday, you're like, they're like, no, we don't have that. No, we don't have any of that. Oh, sorry, we don't, we're out of that. And he said, uh, sometimes on um when the boat comes on Wednesday, it's kind of like Christmas Day because <laughs> they all have stuff again. And then uh, there was two American couples in there one night, and they were saying how they had uh, gone there, you know, 30 years ago and fallen in love with the place, and they don't lock their doors. I'm like, you don't lock your doors. They're like, no, we leave our keys in the ignition, in the cars. I talked to some other taxi drivers, and they said the same thing. And I'm like, what kind of place is this? You know, I go from having my bad first impression, and mainly because I picked a crappy hotel, to like going, well, this is like a little Shangri-La. Like everybody knows everybody. Everybody's friendly with everybody. They have all these little gingerbread houses. And uh, they even have, so sweet, they have miniature for their mailboxes they have little miniature houses they're little white houses with the red roof and the green trim i mean the place is just shockingly sweet i know a wife named betty who wears alligator boots i do like to preface that for a lot of people being on the airplane is out of their comfort zone they don't do it that often you know um i do dumb stuff all the time you know it's just a you know it's basically my office so i'm on the plane and uh there's this woman, ah, she was like 36, pretty, uh, just standing on the side of the galley. And, you know, uh, people stand, you know, they, it's a long flight. This was a long flight. This was like 11 hours. And, you know, you need to stand. It's good for you to stand. Um, she wasn't looking at me. She was just looking at the wall. And I thought, oh, you know, so I just went about doing what I was doing. But she was there for a while. I'd say now it's been like 10 minutes. But, you know, she's the only one standing there. And, She's not bothering me, and if she needs to stand, she needs to stand, you know, whatever. So another flight attendant comes into the galley, and then someone else comes into the galley, and the one looks at her, and she goes, do you need something? And the woman points, and she goes, no, I'm just waiting. And she points to the wall, and um, I said, uh, that's a wall? <laughs> she I thought the wall was a lavatory, and I don't know how long she was going to stand looking at the wall until um realized that nobody was coming out of the wall, and the wall didn't have anything on it. Like, it was nothing that... We do have some things that can look like a lavatory. Like, we have a, we have a wall that kind of extends in case somebody needs to go in a wheelchair, so it does sort of... I understand people lots of times think that's a lavatory or they're trying to figure out how to get into it um, and that's understandable but this was just a plain wall <laughs> and she she thought it was a lavatory i was telling you about that girl that thought the wall was the lavatory and i was wondering how long 
she was going to notice nobody came out of the wall <laughs> before she realized it was a wall. <laughs> I would have just made her wait. <laughs> it's going to be a long no. time. Yeah, really. Reminds me one time I was working at 777, uh, which have very large doors, obviously, and international flight, and I was coming back to the galley, and I see this little Asian woman who was maybe 90 pounds soaking yeah. wet. She had both hands on that handle. She was literally oh, jumping on, on the door handle. Oh yeah, my God. jumping up and down trying to get that door open. Oh my open. gosh, the so airplane door open. The airplane door. Huh. I know, not something. And uh, so I went over and I screamed at her, "What are you doing?" And she looks at me. She says, "Toilet." <laughs> and I said, "When was the last time you saw a toilet with a window in the door?" <laughs> and I think she said. So we have, um, you know, cell phones now that have like the passenger seats and certain things we're supposed to do or supposed to like say thank you to certain passengers if they've just joined the like frequent flyer club and or they have a lot of miles and a lot of people don't like doing it. I don't mind doing it. So I'm looking and um it says the name and the seat and the lady's name. I was looking for this lady who just joined the Frequent Flyer Club. And um, the name said Lucky Catherine as a first name and then the last name. Like, no space, just Lucky Catherine. And I was thinking, is that like a real name? I mean, it's in my cell phone, Lucky Catherine. So, you know, I just like to have fun and I like to entertain myself. So uh, the other flight attendants are standing there and I said, hey, Let's look to see who's Lucky Catherine when she walks by. Let's see who, who who looks lucky. You know, does she look lucky? Does she? Like, who who looks like they would have a name, Lucky Catherine? And there was a lady got on, and we're thinking, no. Another lady gets on, no. And then um, I see this woman with kind of, she looks kind of, you know, hippie-ish kind of, with an elaborate big medallion necklace. And I was thinking, bingo, it's Lucky Catherine. <laughs> So she goes and sits in the right seat. So I went over and I said, hey, welcome to the Frequent Flyer program. And uh, is that your given name? And she said, yes, I'm, I'm Lucky Catherine. And uh, and I was like, okay, well, thanks, you know, for joining the program. And she said, well, can I get an upgrade? And I'm thinking, you yeah, know, that's how it works. You join the program and you get first class on international. <laughs> well, you need a lot more miles than that. And then the funny guy I was flying with said, uh, well, Lucky Catherine, your luck just ran out. I kind of wanted to see the town called The Bottom because on Saba, because that's how I found Saba, because uh, at the end of Tar 4, which is called the Tar Pack, which I'm uh, in the process of editing now, uh, some of the characters are on Nevis, which is a Caribbean island, and I just wanted to see what was near Nevis, and uh, I was just like expanding the map, and I saw The Bottom, I thought that was the name of the island island, the bottom. And I was like, the bottom? Where's that? And then I read about Saba, and then I saw it was a King Kong island. And anyway, that's how I found it. So I was curious about the bottom. And so I uh, was doing some hiking, and I saw you could hike basically like up and then down. So I could I could hike over, walk, <laughs> but through the woods, which is nice, on hike hiking trails to the bottom. So that was actually a really nice hike, very green and verdant and um, tropical. And uh I'm walking, and thank goodness I saw it beforehand so I didn't just step on it because I probably would have freaked out and had a heart attack on the way to the bottom. <laughs> I'm walking, and I see a snake, a long snake. 
Uh, I took photos of it on Instagram at Betty in the Sky, and uh, uh, it was kind of hard to tell in the photo, but it was the whole way across the trail. There was no way of getting past the snake except for maybe if I jumped over it. But I had read, um, it doesn't make for as good a story, but I had read earlier that they didn't have dangerous snakes or else I would have been more freaked out because my thought was, maybe I'll just turn back. I had gone pretty far. I was like three-fourths of the way to the bottom. (laughs) And I was thinking about turning back because of the big snake, but I had read that it wasn't dangerous. So I got out my, my camera and I took a video and some pictures of it. Very nice of them to sit there and pose. But I mean, it was long, like three and a half feet snake. And uh, I said to him, I'm like, hey, maybe uh, you need to move because I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump over him. That seemed dangerous. <laughs> I didn't want to disturb him. So I didn't know what to do. So I kind of got further away and did like a whole, hello, time to go. Let's move. And like, Brah! I thought, you know, a lot of things, creatures don't want loud noises. So I did my whole little like dance, go, time to go, let's move. <laughs> and sure enough, he slithered right on off and it was like, yay. And one of the, uh, I was going to say listeners, but one of the people, followers, whatever you want to call them, on Instagram said it was, uh, uh, I think it was George, said, uh, you're a snake charmer. Day, good day to a husband as he rolls his eyes, getting up for work, putting on a smirk. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind and generous when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You took the few seconds it takes to go to my website, bettingthesky.com, click through any of the links. It supports the show. It doesn't cost you any more. And I like to see what people buy. Somebody bought this month Vernado Glide Vortex Heater, a um, pocket weight tarot cards. And then uh, somebody bought my book, Betty and the Jets, The Adventures of a Traveling Fool, and I know they bought it because they reviewed it. Thank you, B.W. They wrote, Great Adventure. Yes! (laughs) Sorry, that's just me. Yes! Okay, Great Adventure. This is a fun trip around the world with Betty. While I might be concerned about some of her adventures, the conclusion to the book was touching and heartwarming. Keep traveling, Betty, and keep telling us your stories. I sure will. And thanks again for going to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, for your Amazon needs. In the last episode, I was saying I had hives and I was very concerned and like what brought on the hives. I lost some work and I went to an allergist and uh, basically said, don't know what it was, could come back. And I was like, oh, wait, that must be a good job. (laughs) You just go, I don't know. Next. But anyway, I was going to this office I've never been to before. I've never been to the allergist. I've never had hives before. And, um, you know, I had Googled it. I knew where the address was. So now I'd parked and I'm walking up to the building and there's this woman, older, heavy set, and she's going, she says, what is it upstairs? She's yelling like to no one. And, uh, is there an elevator? And, um, she looks at me and she goes, is the doctor's office upstairs? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never been here before, but since um, it's suite number 200, I'm thinking it's upstairs. And she said, uh, was there an elevator? And I was like, I told you, I don't know. I've never been here before. I'm just going to go up the stairs. It was weird. She was just like yelling like everybody should be there to answer her questions. And what it made me realize is there's strange people everywhere, <laughs> not just on the airplane. Baby likes to watch the city wake up as the sun glides. 
This comes from listener Beth. She was nice enough to send me a video that's a bunch of pilot air traffic controller talk. Sorry, looks like what, sir? Looks like a feedback chair. A feedback chair. All right, is there like a lava lamp and a six-pack out there, too? Absolutely, disco ball as well. All right, let me get the Port Authority out there to party with it. Under <laughs> 5507 Kennedy Groundway, 22 right, use caution for a beanbag chair reported at the uh, intersection of Hotel Bravo and Alpha. It's actually left on Bravo and holds her to Foxtrot. She knows that she could lie here happy and free. So after the little snake charming incident, <laughs> I finally got to the bottom and, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> It wasn't all that much over there. There's a big medical school and um, like a couple restaurants. And uh, now I needed to go back and I didn't really want to do like the couple hour hike and to walk on the road. You know, it's really steep because it's a triangle. (laughs) So um, I went went into a pharmacy because I thought I'll just go into a business because I uh, had heard that if you need a taxi, go into a business. Everybody knows everybody. They'll call you a taxi. So I go into the pharmacy and I'm like, hey, you know, can I get a, um, I'm trying to get a taxi back over to the windward side. And they're like, oh, we'll we'll try to call someone for you. I'm like, great. So they made a couple calls and they're like, nobody's available. Uh, There's not that many. There's under 10 taxi drivers on the whole island. And uh, I said, well, you know, you know, any other way I can get back over to the windward side except walking? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's no problem here. You just go out to the road and, and put your finger out. You know, you just hitchhike. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> like, I'm just not that comfortable with that. And uh, they're like, no, 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 it's perfectly safe here. Just go out there and stick your thumb out. So I go out onto the road and I, uh, I'm looking at cars. I'm trying to look to see if someone looks nice or someone I've run into before. And I just can't get myself to put my thumb out. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll just walk. This is going to be long and hot. And so uh, I saw a little store. So I thought, well, I'll go in there. Maybe they'll know a taxi driver or something. And I go into the store and I'm like, "Uh, I'm trying to get a ride over to the windward side. And there was a guy who was buying something. He said, I'm going there right now. I'll take you. Uh. And we, we negotiated. I said, well, can I pay you? He's like, you know, 10 bucks would be great. And I was like, great. Um, so that's nice. And we're having a little chat as we're <laughs> driving back to the Windward side. He was going there anyway. And I needed the ride. I'll tell you, $10 compared to like, we're talking a steep walk up from the bottom. <laughs> so I really didn't want to do it. 10 bucks was a bargain. And so we were just talking and he was saying he had never been to the United States and he'd like to go and he'd really like to go to, get this, Detroit. <laughs> I was like, of all places in the United States, like New York, San Francisco, LA, uh, Boston, you know, there's so many, Florida, all kind of places. And he's like, no, I want to go to Detroit. And I was like, why? Uh, like into the old, where they used to make the old cars or something. And he's like, no, I've just heard about it. And I'd like to go to Detroit. I was like, okie dokie. I got on a dive boat to go snorkeling. You know, they, they would take the snorkelers and the divers. And lots of times when you do that, it's not as good as like a snorkel trip because it's a little deep. So you know, it's better for the divers, but that's fine. Uh, there weren't any beaches on Saba, and I, I was kind of running out of things to do. Uh, so <laughs> I signed up for the boat trip, and I was excited about that. And uh, 
on the taxi ride there, there was a lady uh, girl saying that um, she'd gone out the day before and there was a woman painting underwater. And I was like, what? <laughs> and people were on the, on the taxi going, yeah, like, what kind of paints does she use? And why do you need to paint underwater? And does she have to weight herself down? And so now... Um, I kind of forgot about it. And then we're getting in the water. And they said, get in the water before the divers. So I was like the first one in. And uh, I saw a shark. And it's like, oh, cool shark. And uh, they had said there might be turtles in front of the boat. Uh, but then there's the lady. She's a French lady painting underwater. She's got this big canvas. She's got paints. And she's got somebody uh, filming her painting. And then she's got three tarpon in front of her. And she's painting. And uh, I was kind of like, uh, oh, shark, cool. Oh, look, a turtle. But there's a lady painting underwater. <laughs> I was just fascinated with the underwater painting. Like, why you want to paint underwater? <laughs> like, how difficult is it? Do people pay more money because you pay- you painted underwater? But it was really funny because it was just kind of like, I there's all these really interesting things to see. But I have I've seen a shark, and I've seen a turtle, and I have never seen a lady painting underwater. I'm just saying. <laughs> no one woman who wears custom Jimmy I was, a, I was um, three months in, brand new flight attendant, and on the 4th of July, they sent me to Moscow. And so I went to Moscow, and uh, two of the language speakers, the Russian speakers, were men. And we get into the customs and whatever, um, and all the women workers knew the men, and they were yelling at them because they were like, Sven, why didn't you tell me you were coming? Like, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I'm not here for y'all this week, like all these things. And I come to find out from the other Russian speaker, because they fly a lot together, that he impregnated a, a, a random Russian who wanted a green card. And so he has to go back and forth to like, see the baby oh and gosh. but like the woman of course is trying to get her green card but he's like i'm not marrying her like i ain't falling into this trap but she can let him not see the baby so he tries to like fly a lot of russia but it was insane insane to me because i literally watched all of like not the tsa agents but like the people the border border patrol knew his name knew the other guy's name and they were insulted that they like he what they they weren't hanging out that night because oh. they're all like trying to like you know hitch a ride over to the u.s <laughs> everybody's trying to get a green card it was really a pretty senior person on my Paris trip. And, you know, we have the trips have a hierarchy. You know, this trip's the most senior than this trip, than this trip. And then you have the more junior international trips, which is the one I'm on, even though I know it doesn't seem like I should be junior after all these years. But I am for international. And uh, Paris is junior. Amsterdam is junior. And things are junior for different reasons. Like Paris is junior because it's a two-hour bus ride to the hotel after you've been up all night and um, you also have to go through customs and stuff. So sometimes it can take three hours from the time you get off the plane till you get to the hotel. So that really cuts into your, you only have 24 hours. And if you're spending, you know, four of it on a bus, you know, you're really cutting into your trip. So it's hence a junior trip. So um, there was a pretty senior lady on there. And I said to her, um, hey, what are you doing on this trip? Kind of like, you know, because you just don't usually see that high a number, high a seniority number on Paris. And she said, uh, oh, I need a butter. 
I know it's hard for you guys to understand if you're not a flight attendant, but flight attendants love to buy groceries in Europe and they have certain things they like to get certain places. And that butter is awfully good in Paris. It's like sea salt butter and a lot of people and you can freeze it and I'll give it as gifts sometimes. <laughs> I have a, a sister. She likes to cook and she was thinking, you know, I like my butter's really good. You know, how good can that butter be? And then she was like, oh, that's some good butter. <laughs> A senior lady picking up a Paris trip because she needed butter. I love it. You guys know I like talking to the local people. And uh, I had just kind of on a whim decided I didn't have to go right back to work. So uh, I was leaving Saba and I thought maybe I'll spend one night on St. Martin. I haven't been there in a while. I remember I had that, that romance there a few years back. Uh, and I really like St. Martin. It's a much more built up, but I like it. It has really nice water, and uh, I found a good rate on a hotel, so I thought, okay, yeah, I'll spend one night. The flight looks fine, um, but, you know, I just booked one night, and uh, my flight wasn't until 3.50, but checkout was at uh, 11. I, lots of times we'll ask for an early, a late checkout, but they had given me an early check-in, because I got there at noon, and check-in wasn't until 2, and I didn't really want to overstep. I probably overthink things. I'm, I think I'm a little too nice. Anyway, uh, so I'm checking out at 11, um, and my flight isn't till 3.50, but I got a lot of work to do. I'm already... Uh, I had written a bunch of TAR 5 in Cuba, so I have a lot of typing to do because I'd written it in notebooks. So, you know, I have plenty of busy works to do. And I'm used to being in an airport. I'm very comfortable in an airport. Well, the night before, so my only night on uh, St. Martin, um, I had picked this hotel because I could walk to certain places. I'd have to rent a car, so it's less expensive. And uh, I had, um, there were some places I kind of wanted to see if they were the same from when I was there before. And I, there's that French bakery Cafe Atlantico. It's really good. And um, I basically wanted to see how far a walk it was. It was like 10 minutes to where you can get to a bunch of stuff um, from the hotel, which is on the beach, which is where you can see the plane. So it was a very convenient place, uh, Mary's Boone. I mean, it's not very um, fancy. But anyway, it's nice. Uh, perfect for me. And so um, I walked there. It's like 10 minutes. So I thought, oh, this is fine. Then I'd go to the beach and then I can walk back. And I kind of want to go to my Indian place that I like so much, Curry in a Hurry. And it was still there. And um, so now I had gone to the beach and taken a shower. And so now I'm just going to walk down there at night. And this uh, taxi driver stops me and he goes, hey, you know, you shouldn't walk here. And I was thinking, why? You know, it seemed pretty safe and it was only 10 minutes. And he goes, there's some wild dogs. I had to take a guy to the hospital because these wild dogs attacked him. And I was like, now that'll scare me. <laughs> yeah, wild dogs attacking. Yeah. He goes, you want to just get in the taxi? I'm like, sure. He didn't even charge me because he had somebody else. He goes, I'll just drop you off at the Indian place. And he goes, here's my number. Um, call me, you know, um, when you need to go back. But here's the thing. I know oh, it's all so stupid. Uh, the internet, you know, supposed to work, doesn't work. So my phone doesn't work. It didn't work on Seba, and it didn't work on St. Martin, even though I have international. I don't know. So um, I didn't, hadn't brought it with me because it don't work. And then I had my work phone, which isn't a phone, uh, but it has the good Google Maps and stuff, and it had service. So I had t brought that, so I really couldn't call them, even though, because um, they don't have the phone enabled on the work phone. So I took his number, even though I really knew I couldn't use it. So I had done some things. I'd gone to a little casino there, and I'd gone, and I had fun talking to my... Um, the same guy who was at the Indian place the last time I was there, and I was like looking at everything. It changed so much, and there's all these giant yachts and yachts that have helicopters on them. But there's a lot of money, 
my goodness. I mean, the amount of mega yachts there in St. Martin were a lot more than when I was there a few years back. Okay, so um, then I'm leaving. Oh, okay, but um, I was worried about the wild dogs, but I, I didn't have the guy's number. So I asked the Indian guy, I said, um, can you call me a taxi? Because I don't worry, I'm worried about the wild dogs. And, he, and, I, and he, he tried and he couldn't get a hold of anyone. And I said, do you think it's dangerous? I mean, it was like a 10 minute walk. You know, it wasn't late or anything. And he said, I think it's fine. So <laughs> I, have my, got my, I have my bag and I got my little alarm on it. And I got my hand on the alarm. I got a flashlight, and uh, I thought, well, you know, I, 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 I did okay with the, the snake on the trail. <laughs> Let's see how I can do with the wild dogs on the trail back to the hotel. <laughs> and sure enough, I saw three dogs, and I, my heart's pounding like ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. I'm thinking, oh, my God, oh, they don't attack me. I got my flashlight. I'm, I'm putting the light on them, and I'm saying like, hey, um, <laughs> oh, nice puppy, nice puppy. <laughs> That's going to help. But you know what? They didn't bother me. <laughs> so now I'm leaving the next day uh, to go to the airport and I asked them to call me a taxi. And it's that guy, the same guy who gave me the free ride the day before. And um, he's got the same lady he was taken before when he gave me the free ride. And uh, he said, uh, I'm taking her to go pick up some jewelry. What time is your flight? And I'm like, oh, I have like four hours. He goes, oh, then like, why don't you just come with me? And uh, we'll take her. And you got plenty of time. And it was actually great. I know it sounds stupid. You know, oh, it was fun that my taxi took a long time. It actually took like an hour. <laughs> but he drove around. He had to keep like, um, he couldn't park where she um, had the jewelry. So he had to keep driving. So I got another tour of the island and I got to see all the changes. And he had a lot of like, tell me a lot of the history of St. Martin. And it was fun. And, you know, I enjoy talking to people. So uh, then I get to the airport and by chance, I don't even remember how the guy told me, but the guy tells, I'm just sitting next to a guy at the airport. I have a bunch of time. And he said his name was Herman. And I'm like, your name is Herman. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? And I'm like, I've never met a Herman. And he's like, oh, my dad's name's Herman, and my name's Herman, and my son's name's Herman. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got a great story about the name Herman, and it even has a prop. And the guy's looking at me like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to go into the story because most of you have heard it. If you haven't heard it, go back a few episodes. There was a lady, a crazy lady with a uh, her pet turtle named Herman that she suction cupped to the airplane window. And now I have a little turtle with suction cups and I take it with me and take pictures of it. So I told him the whole story, which he loved. And I love an audience. <laughs> Plus I had all that time to kill. So um, he, I tell him he loved the whole story. He's laughing and laughing about, and I show him little Herman and he goes, you aren't going to believe it. But I was on St. Bart's and uh, I was doing some work for these people. And um, they, this big tortoise came up, a big he showed me a picture of it. It was like a two feet long tortoise. And uh, he goes, uh, we were like feeding it and we named it Herman. I mean, really, what are the chances that I sit next to a guy named Herman who was just having an experience with a turtle that he named Herman and I have my pet turtle suction cup, Herman. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye. Bye.